Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Brie. Ooh, that was very like. Anyways, did I do that? No, or me. <laughs> hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Brie. And this is I Can Explain the podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is gays in transit. <laughs> we're stretching. We're for talking topics. about we're talking about cars, trains, planes, and automobiles. <laughs> This case of so this topic came up because I uh, was in contact with this gay that I know in the community who mm-hmm. is working uh, with a not-for-profit that was talking about how he's trying to get rideshare to BC. So important. And he was asking for my horror stories to do with cabs. Yes. And I was like, bitch, I have a plenty. Oh, I have so many So too. Give him um, my number. So I was like, yeah, these are... He honestly would probably love you to go. <laughs> I would love to go. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, I think that this is an important topic. Also, it comes down, we were going to talk about like how there's a weird stereotype that gays like enjoy building up that gays can't drive or gays right. don't drive, which I think is so fucking weird and yeah. stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also transport transit related. <laughs> so it's just going to be a weird episode where we yeah. talk about moving in weird room car things. Cars are weird though. Hey, Oh my God. There's so many times where I'm driving. I'm not joking where I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is so fucking weird. I'm, we're all in our just like little pods. We're in, in a like, little like room in chairs. With not, wheels. So we're just pushing so to weird. go. It's yeah. so weird. Like, we're we're like just, beeping at each other when shit goes down. It's the whole thing it's is so fucking weird. weird. Yeah. And we just like move around <laughs> like little weird creatures Everybody's in little just pods. Everybody's moving around in their little pods. Like, it's so fucking it's weird so when weird. you think about it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's for people that are listening that don't live in Vancouver or BC in general, uh, Pretty much every other, I think we're like, we're definitely the last in North America and I don't know how many in the world uh, when it comes to first world countries, I've heard the stat it's something like we're one of the only major cities that does not have ride sharing. Yeah. It's like, it's everywhere in Europe. It's everywhere in North America. It's it's everywhere. It, it's everywhere. It's everywhere else in Canada. In Canada. Like I lived city. in Ottawa, and when I would go to Toronto or oh, yeah. like in Ottawa, you just Uber. Oh yeah. yeah, Calgary, Edmonton. I was just in Toronto a few weeks ago. Fucking Uber everywhere. Like I was in Red Deer, Alberta. Oh yeah, and we got an Uber. Oh yeah, they have it everywhere. Yeah, except for BC, and the big reason for that is because the not to get too political, but the union for cabs here is so fucking strong. Monopolized. They just, yeah, they just pay off the government to not allow yeah. it to be here, basically. I was, um, when yeah. I was talking to him, I was saying my biggest issue is whenever, like, the transportation minister, whatever her name is, I don't know, I don't yeah. care either. Yeah. Um, whenever she talks about the issue of getting rideshare, they're always like, we're doing, people are on, like, research, we're getting all this research, finding out what people need, we're gonna get more cabs, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bitch, obviously, this. one of the issues we're facing is that it does take a fuckload of time to get a cab. Yes. Obviously, that is an issue. But if some person thinks that that's the biggest issue we're facing, they are an idiot, and they're oh, yeah. clearly not talking to any of the fucking users. Well, the thing is, is that they they know, but they can't say what the actual problem is because right. the cab unions are so strong and have paid them off. So they're trying to present it as how they can solve the problem, which yeah. while still getting paid off, they can do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Which is not it's including like, ride Oh, share. you're having an issue? Oh, it like we must get more cabs. And like With my issue issues. is that a cab 
stops to let four guys in the cab call me a fag. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's not, Or the issue is that, like, I live in North Van, which is, like, mm-hmm. honestly, it's so close to downtown in terms of, like, a car ride. Yeah. Um, my issue was always getting a cab to North Van after the clubs. Oh, they won't go. They won't go. And it's at that time, at, like, 3 in the morning, no joke, they could be there and back in, like, 20-something Oh, minutes. yeah. It's, like, a 15-minute drive from, like, downtown, downtown to my mm-hmm. door. It's and just, it's the whole thing, the whole system's fucked. Literally. And I've had people, I've had people, I will open the front door and tell them where I'm going and they will drive off with oh, the yeah. door open. Yeah. And I'm like, close it. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to hit something. Oh, I know. Um, it's or I've had people be like, okay, and then they'll drive a few blocks and then they're like, actually get out. I'm not, I don't want to go to North Van anymore. Uh-huh. And I'm like, um. You know what the whole problem is? Like the whole umbrella issue is that, I don't know, once again, try not to get too political to argue the whole union thing. Let's not try and do that. I'm not. (laughs) I mean, like, Julia is in a union, and it has many benefits. But my problem comes when it's, like, directly affecting consumers in the sense that there is no repercussions because there's no... They're all protected. They're all protected, and there's no competition. So, basically, the issue, if you don't live in BC, is specifically in Vancouver, where there's such a high volume of people, the major issue is that there isn't someone else to call. So these cab companies have their certain areas. So for example, in Burnaby, um, there is one cab company called Bonnie's Taxi. It's actually fucking hilarious if you look it up on Yelp because it is like the most, it has like thousands of excruciating reviews and no good ones. No. But the thing is, is that there's no other company in the marketplace that directly works with consumers that would have that many complaints and still be making so much money and use, it's because there's no other option. Exactly. So the problem is, is that cabs can do things like be absolute assholes. They can be pervy. They can be racist. They can be uh, homophobic. They can be transphobic. They can not take you where you want to go for no reason other than they just don't feel like it. Uh, they can try and make you pay in cash, even though it's Pretend legally. their card they, work. Every, card other, every other cab ride, they will tell you, oh, my card reader's broken. And legally, just so everyone knows their rights in BC, if that's the case, it's their fault and you don't have to pay. Oh, also, when people do that, because I'm just so over yeah, everyone's bullshit. Me too. I got a cab a f- like a few months ago um, into Gastown. Uh-huh. And I got there and they were like, oh, like my card reader's not working. And I literally was like, okay, that sucks. And I started getting out because yeah. I was like, I, like I'm not playing well, these games. No. And then they literally picked it up and like gave it a slap and they were like, oh, it's working. And I oh, was yeah. like, oh, Wow, what Amazing are the chances? how that happens. Technology. <laughs> or my favorite thing to do is is to say, if they say that, I say, I'll say, oh, well, okay, I only have $20. Let's say it's a $35 ride. I only have $20 in cash. You want to take that? Yeah. And then all of a sudden their reader works. Yeah. And it's like, mm, funny mm, how that funny. goes. Wow. But like, the, long story short, they can just be absolutely terrible customer service people, which is their job to give people safe rides, be good customer service people, and at the minimum be just not even they don't even have to be kind just shut no. the fuck up and not be rude yeah um and they don't have to do it because you can call you can talk to whatever manager you feel like talking to you can Nothing's make whatever well nothing will happen because they don't give a fuck yeah they don't care because there's no repercussions so much so that like i have had cab drivers it's illegal here to talk on the phone in your car. Texting, talking on oh, the phone. all the time. All the time. 
And then you will, you know, or, and like speeding, they're just like terrible drivers as is. And then they're being rude. Oh, I won't take you where you're going to go. Oh, I'm only taking cash. I'll only take you if you have cash. Um, Say homophobic comments, all these things. You can call a manager of that company and they go, okay, and nothing will happen. Oh, no. You'll never get anything. There was like in the news recently, Mm -hmm. a drag performer like that, you know, Mm -hmm. like Berlin in Mm -hmm. Vancouver. Right. Um, was in drag going, I think, home from a gig. Yeah. And was waving down a cab or waiting outside or something. I don't know what she was doing, but she was outside of a venue. Mm-hmm. And a cab drove by and was like, faggot! And, like, yelled at her. And then just drove off. And I, I've i had straight friends of mine be like, I can't believe that happened. And when I read that story, I was like, yeah, that sucks. But it's like, it didn't shock me in the slightest no, which obviously says so much about oh. the climate of like transport oh, here it's so bad when that's not i was like yeah i have had the exact same thing happen to me <laughs> like, i had with my ex-girlfriend the girl from before julia when we were driving getting a ride home here we are at this point we're like 20 early 20s 20 let's say 2021 whatever it was and we go out drinking we are doing the safe thing where you're getting a safe ride home get a cab, which we already probably stood for an hour waiting for because it's fucking impossible to get a cab in Vancouver. Yep. So we finally get into this cab. Um, he complains about taking us to North Van because we were going back to North Van. We finally convinced him to do so, saying, oh, we waited an hour. We, you it's know, your, we, uh, we're two fucking girls. Job. <laughs> yeah, we're two girls at two in the morning standing on the side of the road. Like, it's literally, like, please take us home. So we're driving home and about halfway through, we're just sitting in the back talking. We happen to be holding hands. And he tells us when he drops us off that if we make out for him, he won't charge us. Ew. Yeah. So like basically sit there and make out while he watches us. That's disgusting. So that's the kind of thing that doesn't get repercussions for cats. Yeah. Um, And it's that serious. Like... It's not like, oh, you were a little rude. You didn't put the music station I want to put on. Or, oh, you were a little late picking me up. Like, it's an extreme problem of safety and concern in Vancouver that they're pretending doesn't exist because they want to make the union, cab union happy. Yeah. So they're pretending and it's an issue of, oh, we need more cabs. It's not an issue of more cabs. I don't want to get in it's, a fucking cab. It's not a qual it's, it's not, not a quantity a, issue. It's like, a quality issue. Like yeah, like yes it's a quantity issue. As well. As well in that like literally, oh good luck on New Year's. New Year's Eve one year I waited three hours to get a cab and I walked during the time and I ended up just walking home. It took me two and a half hours to walk oh, yeah. home. So so then that's also when I was young, like one of the issues, since there isn't any competition mm-hmm. with rideshare or literally any other yeah. competition besides like a fucking bus, but that's mm-hmm. not direct competition, yeah. um, is that the prices are like insane. Oh, insane. And I, when I first came out, I would go downtown and a lot of the time I would come back with my friends to North Van. So it was yeah. fine because we're all in a cab yeah. together and we're paying together and mm-hmm. you're paying like whatever, $15 each. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you lose your friends or somebody goes home Mm -hmm. early and you go to cab. And I remember one night being like, I can't afford to To pay $50 to get home. Yeah. Cause I was in school and working at like Starbucks part time. 
So I went to get the night bus, missed the night bus. The next night bus was like an hour and a half away. So I decided that it would be faster for me to walk across Lionsgate Bridge and get a bus in West Van. And I was like a 19 year old. At that time, I was obviously like a very flamboyant as well because I was just like freshly out and I was living my gay life. Yeah. Like, a 19-year-old, tiny, Mm -hmm. gay, walking home alone because they can't afford a way home. Like, that's fucked. fucked. (laughs) It's so fucked up. And that's the thing. Like, there's a huge issue. Yeah. I'm I'm also, like, not somebody who is, like, incredibly, like, I wasn't, like, impoverished or anything, you know? So it's, like, the fact that I was not saying I'm, like, incredibly rich, but I had, like... You had a decent amount of money. And so, you, like, I can't even imagine people that don't. were in a worse case. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's crazy because there's so many issues with it. So many layers. Like, one being, like, and I think that's what, kind of what we're talking about on this episode is that, like, there's an issue for everyone with the transit cab system in Vancouver. Um, but then you add to that the extra level of being LGBTQ and the concern of safety. Yeah. And the concern that when you do make complaints, they don't get heard. That's a huge issue. Yeah. So when you look at any, um, you know, marginalized demographic, whether it's being a woman, being gay, being trans, queer, whatever it may be, like, yes, every heterosexual person in Vancouver has to deal with cab drivers being dicks, not showing up, not taking them home because they don't have cash. Uh, not going where they want to go, waiting for hours at the end of the night. Yes, that all sucks. But then on top of it, when there is no um, way of directly like complaining and seeing results, exactly, th- you feel completely unsafe. And like, I'm getting in this cab. This person could be like super homophobic. I don't know who they are. I don't have any of their information. I can try and take it down. I can try and call tomorrow. It's not going to work. Whereas any of the ride sharing services I've seen, like Uber, Lyft, if a driver is driving for a certain amount of time and gets a certain amount of complaints, They're even about like out. their car being dirty, they yeah. get kicked out. If they get like a racist or a homophobic complaint, They're they are done. gone. Yeah. And like, also done. like safety wise with cabs, I've actually filed or like called and tried to like yeah. s- say I had an issue safety wise and they go, Oh, well, did you get the cab number? And I'm like, no, but I called it here. I was going from here to here. Yeah. This is when I called. This is like, these yeah. are all, oh, we can't do anything because you didn't get the cab number. Yeah. I'm like, well, actually, you could easily figure out who, mm, we didn't. No. So Nothing's can't. tracked. Exactly. With Uber, or Lyft, your or entire yeah. de- like journey is tracked. Yeah. You have their photo. You have their car make. You have yeah. their license plate. You have a direct way of talking to the to, company yeah. at that given time. You can give r- r- direct feedback immediately. Exactly. And also there's no, um, which I think is a bigger issue with safety. Like the payment's already taken care of. You don't you're have to worry about doing and, that. You're not, yeah. you're not exchanging that. And also if you are someone who is, um, uncomfortable with a certain demographic of person because you've had terrible experiences whether it's like a woman and you don't want you're uncomfortable getting in a man's car or whatever it may be you can pick and choose your driver yeah um there's people when i was in san francisco that on their uber description would put like a little like rainbow flag emoji like showing that they're like lgbtq friendly and like all these different things so it's just so it's the we go back to this beginning when i was saying that the whole thing, the whole part of it is that 
there are repercussions for actions in that consumer-based field. Yeah. So there's a huge problem with a union that directly works with consumers that has zero way of getting repercussions for their actions. Exactly. Because the thing is, and the sad thing is, is in Vancouver, they already have such a shortage because it's only these cab There companies. were air quotes there. Yeah, shortage <laughs> because they're like, oh, there's only this many companies and they're all protected because they don't want more cabs and blah, 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 blah. That... Um, they won't fire people. Yeah. So they can get as many complaints as you want. Their cars can be dirty. They can be smoking in their car. They can be talking on the phone while they drive. They can be like, like loudly, like they can be super rude to you and you just have to be like, thank God I at least got a cab. Yeah. And I think like in terms of like the driver rating system and things like that, it's also great yeah. that the passengers are rated as well because oh, yeah. it creates like accountability mm-hmm. and kind of like a buddy system because I'm not a fucking I idiot. Agree. I know that like, users are also part of the problem because you deal with shitty people all the time. So the fact that like drivers can also know that like Todd's a fuck bag. Yeah. (laughs) So true. Like that's so important. And I also think that like whenever there's something with cabs, Mm -hmm. whenever there's some issue, they're always like, well, we are treated badly as well. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But if you perfect, it'd be better on both sides. Yeah. And I'm like, if you can like make people realize Mm -hmm. that they shouldn't be like an asshole also to their driver is I think amazing. Totally. But, um, yeah, going to another point. Yeah. Is there's this weird stereotype Mm -hmm. and I think it's only in like the gay male Mm-hmm. Sphere, right? Okay. <laughs> that gay. As usual, what the fuck's wrong with you guys? Honestly, <laughs> we fucking suck. But I actually don't do this because I can derive because I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, but there's this weird stereotype, and it's one of the stereotypes that like gays enjoy promoting if they can't do this thing. But there's a stereotype that right. gays don't or like can't drive. Okay. And I always see it like. On Twitter, like, people will, like, like gays will, like, tweet about it. Okay. And it's almost, like, some, like, honor kind of thing. Like, like oh, I do, like... twisted it. Yeah, like, like oh, I don't uh-huh. I don't drive. Like, I don't have to, blah, blah. And I'm, like, I don't understand where along that the line this became a thing. And also something that you're, like, proud of. Right. Because I think it's one thing to say that you see yourself this... I. I dated somebody who couldn't drive and who prided themselves on not being able to drive and was like, I won't drive. And his argument was that he was always going to live in like a metropolitan area. So he would never need a license or anything. He didn't need to drive because he would always live in a big city, blah, blah, blah. Which is like, first of all, just so stupid. Yeah. But second of all, like, that just doesn't make any sense because it's not about like having a car or no it's about like knowing or even in like an emergency situation I was gonna say it's almost a safety totally what if like your friend who could drive like got in an accident or like passed passed out out or or was like sick or you needed to get them to a hospital Hospital. yeah like you're dating someone what if all of a sudden it's three in the morning they went to anaphylactic shock or something you have some sort of issue like for example recent very recently like a couple months ago julia got these like huge like a huge allergic reaction like all over her body like massive hives yeah and like in the middle of the night and like woke up and was like what the fuck's happening i've never seen anything like it like swollen like crazy and i it was so bad that i was like Oh my God, is your throat going to close? Right. So it was like three or four in the morning. If I hadn't been able to drive. Oh my God. Imagine you call here as well. Try and get a cab. Wait for a cab. They come and call you a fag. Like, yeah. (laughs) 
Okay, get in bags. We're going to the hospital. <laughs> oh my god. But I was like, oh my god. So I had to drive her to the hospital. Yeah. Like I can't imagine being in that situation. Like, okay, we gotta wait for a cab to get here, and then oh god, like you know, there's so many and situations. And also, like, I, where... my thing that I would always say to him is like, what if we go on a road trip somewhere? Yeah. First of all, it's just inconsiderate to make mm. your partner drive everywhere. Right. I like driving, but I also don't want to always have to. Right. But also, same same situation. What if we're mm-hmm. on a road trip somewhere and I break both of my legs or something <laughs> and we're like in the middle of nowhere, nowhere and we're yeah. like, well, I can't drive us. I just think like, like <laughs> yeah. you know what? My dad put it, like when I was first, when I first turned the age where I could start getting my license. I was like, I don't know. I'm scared. Like, I don't want to do it. And my dad's like, well, it's not an option. You don't have to get a car. You don't have to drive, but you have to know how to. Yeah. And he was like, he literally put it that way. He's like, the same way that you didn't get to choose when you were a kid if you went to swimming lessons or not, because I didn't want you to drown, you're going to know this how to drive a, a car. Yeah. And I was like, that is a good way of putting it, because like, it's not saying that you have to own a car or you have to drive or like to, like, if you want to do transit the rest it's, of your life. It's also I just not saying that like you have something... to enjoy driving because it's no. horrifying sometimes. It's, yeah, it is. It's just like, I think it's just like a thing that, like you should know yeah, how to do totally. like like swimming or like it's like it's it's an actual safety thing that you should probably know yeah. how to get in a car and drive it at least to the ability of like getting you out of a situation or whatever it may be or like getting a friend out of a situation yeah. or whatever and also like when people say that yes okay we live in a metropolitan area and it's vancouver and yes we have transit much more so than maybe a lot of the people listening like we have the sky train and we have all these things that can get us around people from smaller towns will probably say oh this is amazing you can get everywhere like there's so many places you can't get oh my god no at least not efficiently like <laughs> there is a single bus that goes to where i grew up like my yeah. parents house there's one bus that takes you there mm-hmm. First of all, it's like the least on time bus I've yeah, ever because they're driving over. up into the fucking boonies. Yeah. So they're like, I'll get you when I want to. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and it's the most unreliable bus. And also, like, getting there without a bus is mm. like impossible. Oh, yeah. It's like straight uphill. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, what? And also, I, for us that grew up in North Fan, there were so many times during the winters that buses wouldn't run because oh my God. of the snow. So they were I, just like, no. Yeah. So it's like, oh, there's just no transit today. Good luck, everybody. Oh and it's like, they, like, to me, it's more like a fuck you to the man sort of thing of like being able to drive. Fuck like, you, man. I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be like limited or controlled by a system. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be like, the only way I can get there is this. Like, I want to be able to do it on my own. Yeah. And that's not to say I love using transit in Vancouver. We live right across from the SkyTrain that you guys probably hear on the fucking podcast all the time. Yeah, those aren't ghosts. We call it's it gay ghosts. <laughs> yeah, it's SkyTrain coming by. But Julie and I, all the time, like, to drive to Rogers Arena, which in Vancouver is where a lot of the concerts are and, like, hockey games and things like that, or BC Place. Yeah. Um... You know, it's going to be, depending on the traffic, anywhere from 25 to an hour and a half to get there. SkyTrain, 12 minutes. Yeah. No matter what, because there's no traffic. So it's just like, we literally go out our front door, walk across the street, walk down half a block, and we're there in 12 minutes. Yeah. All the time we use it when we go downtown or whatever it is. But I would hate not being able to, if I needed to go to a specific destination, be like, okay, well, the bus comes in an hour and then I got to transfer on this bus and okay, I'll be there in two and a half hours after all the transfers and everything else when I could drive there in 20 minutes. Yeah. And also like, I just couldn't imagine 
constantly being dependent Mm -hmm. on transit or like a friend to drive you. Yeah, that's annoying And like, why would you ever want to just be stuck in the city? Like you can't do any of the like sick hikes and stuff. At least it's like Vancouver. Yeah, no, like... I don't know. The whole thing's weird. I just can't imagine. So, and then it's just not so doing it. It's so weird that people like take pride in that. Do you think like when I hear that, it's like almost they probably. I think they're they've they're like, self conscious about it. So they've created a pride. A hundred percent. They're yeah. scared to drive because they're little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> They're afraid. They probably went with their dad like three times. And it was like, scary. Ah, yeah. They're too scared and to do it. And it is scary. It is scary. Especially when you're starting. Oh, oh my God. God. I remember <laughs> learning. <laughs> We're just saying all the same words. I remember learning to drive like the first few times I drove. I was like, holy fuck, no. And my dad was like, nope, you are learning. Literally. The first time my dad took me on the highway, oh, it was what? no joke. <laughs> raining harder than I think it's ever rained in my entire life. It probably wasn't. But like that's it was raining hard. But like in my mind I've never seen rain like it again. Oh my god. And I was like, I'm gonna kill us both. (laughs) And realistically, like that's what's scary about driving. You could. So I get that it's scary. Uh I get it. But I definitely think that they've created like this club to make themselves feel good like, about oh, like not taking drive. the plunge. Yeah, I know. I think yeah. that's so weird. So dumb. So weird. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about we kind of touched on this earlier, but I think this is another important thing to get on. We were talking about ride share predominantly. Uh-huh. Um, but we don't really talk about like hot when you... Uber drivers. <laughs> <laughs> when you get an Uber and they're just hot. <laughs> no, transit in Vancouver and being LGBTQ or transit anywhere and being LGBTQ. Oh yeah. Because by definition, when you're a gay in transit, you are in a public arena of a quite a collection of human arena beings. Arena is an accurate yeah. word as <laughs> With well. like quite a collection yeah. of human beings. And it's, especially if it's really late at night, it's not necessarily the safest. Yeah. So, um, I know specifically, we've touched on this before when we did the drag episode, but I had Cynthia Kiss come over and do a YouTube video with me. And she's a drag queen in Vancouver. She's amazing. Look her up on Instagram. And uh, she she's awesome. But um, she came in drag and she came via cab because she was going to sky train because I was like, sky train. I didn't even think, right? Yeah. I didn't even think in my mind. I was like, oh, it's so convenient. Like she was, she lives off of one sky train stop basically. And I was like, oh, get off on the Gilmore sky train. It's so convenient. Like yeah. you'll be here in no time. And then she got here and she's like, oh yeah, I ended up cabbing. And I was like, oh my God, why? Like, like, she was like let bitch. me like e-transfer you for your cab because she was doing me a favor to come over and do a video. Yeah. But I was kind of like, why? And she's like, well, because... And I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even piece it together because I'm like so used to it and being in queer spaces. Yeah. That like going on a sky train in drag at like we were filming at like 4 p.m. Like during business rush hour would yeah. probably be like not only maybe uncomfortable, but also unsafe. could be unsafe. Totally. Right? Yeah. And um, I just think that's like a completely different thing that people don't think about with being LGBTQ is that a lot of our lives, like, we subconsciously choose our spaces. Like, a lot of them knowingly, whether it's, like, a club event or something like that. But also, like, there's certain places that I just, like, know I will feel uncomfortable in yeah. if I'm with Julia holding hands or whatever. And immediately, as an LGBTQ person, you get a vibe as soon as you walk in a room. Oh, totally. If, of or like, on a bus. Or on a bus or yeah. whatever it is. And, like, there's places that Julia and I will go that are not LGBTQ spaces that we're, like, totally holding hands and, like, 
kissing, not like making out, but you know, like whatever, kissing each other on cheek and like being really affectionate or whatever. And then there's certain places that we've gone, whether it's like a restaurant or just a space or a party that we're like, this is not a thing here. Or even like a certain store, like we live in the Vancouver area, but like we've gone out to like Abbotsford and we went into this like oh, it's one a whole different ball oh, game. Oh, it's a whole different ball game. And we, there was like we went into this one like furniture store and it's so weird as an LGBTQ person then you just have that vibe. Like we were holding hands walking in as soon as we walked in, we like let go of each other's hands. Yeah. And that's like such a sad moment for an LGBTQ person, but you both know it. Exactly. And you're like, this is not it's like unspoken. We were like we we're like people would not be comfortable with us doing it in here and like we just don't feel comfortable like being judged right now. Yeah. It's like an unspoken vibe. So you know that as an LGBTQ plus person, but a lot of times you can like navigate where and when you were doing that. Um, and then also if you were passing, meaning like for me in a certain spaces, like no one would ever think that I was LGBTQ. Like right. it, would, it just wouldn't come up. So I have um, certain privilege with that. Um, whereas I was would argue that Julia has less of a privilege with that because like she's quite obviously... Right. Like she yeah, stereotypically yeah. predominantly comes off that. Same as like there's a lot of gay men that probably have the privilege of going on the sky train and completely passing. Yeah. And then there's some that I was literally just <laughs> And then there's you. Like I thought that's where you were going. And then with there's that. you <laughs> that everyone like, knows ah! is a flaming homosexual. But actually though, like is on buses, I don't think I've had like any super bad mm-hmm. experiences. I've right. definitely been called, like, faggot before on, yeah. like, I think it was, like, the Sky Train or something. Right. And I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, accurate. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I definitely, almost every single time I take transit, like, yeah. get weird looks from people. Yeah. Like, specifically, like, white cis males. Oh, yeah. Give me, like, dirty looks. Um, but then there's an- another flip side of it mm-hmm. is that... I find that women right. are like more drawn to me on transit. Right, like they I feel safer. Find, probably yeah, like I you. find like sometimes it'll be like a decently empty bus and mm-hmm. I'll be sitting against the window and like somebody, like a woman will like choose to sit next to me. Right. And we like have like an unspoken bond yes. that like if shit goes down, we're gonna like, <laughs> we're, in this we're gonna together. fuck up for each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's true. And like I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like if I walk on a bus and there's like a few open seats, yeah. I see like a youngish woman that I assume doesn't hate gays, yeah. I go and sit next to yeah. her. You and you kind of look at each there. other and you're like, hey, yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Well, because some people just don't have that. So, like, when it comes to the privilege, like, as a woman, you automatically are, like, a target in every way of your life. And then if you are on the LGBTQ plus spectrum and not someone that has the privilege of, like, passing in a public area. Yeah. Or, like, as soon as I'm with Julia, I'm no longer in that pra- she passing outs you, privilege. Yeah. She outs yeah. me <laughs> all the way. <laughs> but, um, but it's, yeah, so it's, it's tough because speaking to transit, like, if you're someone who doesn't drive or you're choosing to take transit, even though you do drive, because that's how you have to get to work, whether it's financially or it's more convenient or whatever it is, you're constantly choosing to put yourself in a position that you know is probably going to be uncomfortable yeah. or at least some of the time could be either risky, uncomfortable, or actually dangerous. Yeah. Um, and that's like a really weird feeling and a feeling that people, specifically white, straight males, cis straight males that we talk about quite frequently, 
the loves of our lives. Oh my God, um, the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't get. And no. I heard a quote one time, and it wasn't in regards to being LGBTQ, but more regards to women. But I think it fits. And it was something along the lines of how strange it must be to be able to walk at night and look up at the stars without any worry. It's so true. And I, that stuck with me. Yeah. I, we were having this discussion with our like group of friends Mm -hmm. and one of my straight, it wasn't like a, a a super close friend because I feel Mm -hmm. like we would have tackled this before with somebody that I was super close to, but somebody, an acquaintance was saying that she was talking to her boyfriend and she was saying that like, it's weird to not have had the thought of like using your keys as a weapon. Yeah. And I was like, that's so true to like think that <laughs> if you think about like women and like a lot yeah. of people on the LGBT spectrum, like to think about like how to keep yourself safe with like a set of keys. Like oh, the yeah. fact that there are people that are like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you it's mean? insane. Like what? Yeah. You feel unsafe at night? Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. So you like, you put the woman thing out there and then you tack on the LGBTQ thing. Yeah. And then you tack on like someone who's either a person of color or definitely not passing, whether they're super feminine and they're gay or they're super masculine and they're a lesbian or a bi woman or they're trans and not stereotypically passing. Yeah. Like you just add on more and more danger, like as you go. And it's, it's a reality. And it's so weird. Like when I heard that quote, like exactly like you said with your friend that like, it's so fucking crazy to think that like some of my guy friends that I grew up with that are like great guys, but they just never even thought about the fact when they walked home from a party in high school or when they, you know, go home at the end of the night, they've never thought about getting into a cab or getting onto transit yeah. or walking home and thought, uh oh, like, am I safe? Am I safe? Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, I'm just getting home. Yeah. Like, that's wild. I decided, and I obviously have, like, the privilege of being able to be in a position that I decided this for myself. Right. But just years ago, I decided that I wanted to avoid taking transit as much as humanly possible. And when I kind of made this decision, Mm -hmm. I realized that it's, like, something that I knew I would have to pay physical expensive money to do. But it was something so important to me that I was like, I would rather spend money on having my own car and insurance and gas than some of it was the safety. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, I am uncomfortable in situations on buses. Like I have been as a gay. Some of it is safety. Some of it is also just like general comfort. Mm -hmm. Like, like, wow. Um, That was not anything. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Buses get like hot as fuck. Fuck. Yes. Especially in the summer. Yeah. Like they're so uncomfortable. The windows, like everybody's like like mm-hmm. putting their faces up to the windows, like sucking air. Also, like any like <laughs> form of like physical, like personal space and consent gone. is gone. So yeah. gone. Um like I like just like sitting in a comfortable seat. Yes. Putting my own music on. Sometimes, yes, I might be in my car for longer than it would have taken me to like take the sky train but I'm like I'm in my own space I'm decompressing yeah, I'm safe. listening to yeah, my yeah. music nobody's like judging me for how I or sit pushing you like, or like yeah, yeah so I, you. I and also like me living in North Van like it does transit it takes 
because I have to get to the C bus or like yeah. it takes a fucking so it is Long quicker time. for me. Yeah. Um, in like contrast to you being yeah. able to get to Rogers Arena way quicker, I don't mm-hmm. have that because it takes so long because I have mm-hmm. to get like off the hill of North Van. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna take it upon myself mm-hmm. to transit as little as possible. <laughs> you know what's funny? You just mentioned it really quick, but. Whenever I have people come from out of town and I mention the sea bus, they're oh. like, what? <laughs> Literally, what? What I'm the, like, the fuck are you bus. talking about? I'm like, the sea bus? Like, hello. And I was like, growing up, I had no idea that, that wasn't like a regular form of transit around Everybody the world. Everybody doesn't have sea buses. Like sea buses. And I was like, what? So to anyone listening, it's like, what the fuck is a sea bus? It's literally two boats that like one starts on one side and one starts on the other and they pass each other back and forth every day and takes you from North Van every 15 to minutes, Vancouver. Every 15 minutes. Takes you from minutes. North Van to downtown Vancouver. You get on it's like, like a ferry it's like an 11 minute ferry it like basically looks like you took two regular buses and kind of like sandwich them together and put them on like a wharf get taken over to the other side and you get off and then it goes back the other way like and it's like it's so it's so weird when you think about it but when growing up i was like the sea bus like because also like like new york and stuff has like the ferry to like the like island yes but it's not like a regular day transit it's like oh you're going to the island you're going somewhere yeah and it's not like it's like a boat it's like an actual boat weird it's it doesn't i please google it if you (laughs) like sea bus vancouver because it's hard to explain it's not like a boat like you said like like a flat it's it's like like cube yeah that like goes across the water like it shouldn't float like what it looks like a hotel like event space (laughs) (laughs) like on the water and it just like is just like flat one level there's no no stairs no like also no like there's no like deck or anything no zero deck enjoyment all encapsulated (laughs) zero outside space and you just go on this cube across the water it's the weirdest thing and it's because like north van is like kind of directly across from downtown mm-hmm. Vancouver and the two bridges are at kind of either end. Yes. So taking the sea bus is a direct route instead of taking a bus to either of the bridges. And then going it, around. It's like the central crossing. Yes. But it's just so weird. That, like, I know. And it's funny how when you grow up with things, like I'm sure everyone has this wherever they're listening from their town, that you just assume is a thing. Yeah. Like you just assume everyone has that. Everybody has a sea bus. It's like, no, everyone does not have a sea bus. Also like, I was assuming that most places are on like a body of water that would need to Oh yeah, that's us. true too. Like people listening, they're like, I have not seen What's the water? ocean. Like yeah. what is what is going on? My friend Jenny, she like four years ago, two might have been even three years ago, okay. was like the first time she saw the water. Right. She grew up in Edmonton in Canada. Oh my God, that's crazy. And she went for the first time to like California and, and she was saw, like, like the, the ocean. Like, whoa. whoa, I'm standing on a beach and there's the ocean. Like, she'd never seen... And we're like, where's the sea bus? The coast. Like, she'd never seen that. So it's so weird that you just assume these things. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's like people living in Australia and they see a fucking kangaroo. It's like a squirrel. Yeah. Oh, totally. And like, they're like annoyed and they're like, ugh, these That's kangaroos. also, this is not transit related, but that's such a Vancouver thing when I tell people about, yeah. that aren't from Vancouver, about bears. Oh, yes. Because, like, to me, when I talk to somebody from... This is such a good example, though. (laughs) When I talk to people from Australia, I'm like, I do not fuck with your spiders or your heat. Like, it's way too hot. It's, like, 45 degrees. And also your spiders are, like, the size of, like, a, like, grade 7, like, toddler. Like, they have a backpack and it's filled with knives. (laughs) Um, 
And I'm like, yeah, you have like poisonous snakes, poisonous spiders, giant spiders, blah, blah. And they're like, you have bears that just walk around your neighborhoods. (laughs) And you guys don't think that's weird. And I'm like, oh, they're harmless. And they're like, well, that's what we say about spiders. Like, Like, you can just squish a spider. And I'm like, oh, but it's a bear. It's a bear. Like, what is it doing? It's just going to go through your trash a little. It's a little snack. (laughs) It's so true. And they're like, you guys don't think it's... And I'm like, they're black bears. They do nothing. It's totally like, whatever. It's so true. Yeah. Actually, I've noticed this in real... Because I work in real estate. And uh, when I'm showing people that are moving from out of town... Yeah. Um, and so whatever area or out of country and they've just moved here. Like recently, I was showing someone who came from England. And one of the first questions she asked me, which I've like only been asked by people that live out of town. Yeah. She was viewing this house and it was like up quite high North Van. And she was like, okay, but um, are there bears here? And you're like, yeah, bitch. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and she was like, okay, but like, how do we deal with like, like asking like what the safety protocols are? Yeah. I'm like, there's just bears. You just, you just, this, you just deal with the bears. We met these people when we were down in uh, Sasquatch, which is like in Washington. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, like, you guys can shoot them though, right? And I was <laughs> oh like, <God>. what? <laughs> no, I was like, you just yell at them bears. and they like scurry away. You, do, you literally do the pots. Or literally you're like, like hey. Ding, ding, ding. And they're like, ugh. <laughs> like they're so. Okay, the funniest story. This is actually like the closest that I've actually been like a little scared. Okay. My mom, well, for someone else, my mom was in the hot tub in the backyard of my old house. And from the side, it's like, Close to the side of the house, and from the side of the house, a like black bear just walked through while she was sitting in the hot tub and didn't notice. Like, like, well, you probably noticed oh. her, but it just kept walking. But it was like, like it leaned against the hot tub, like she was like within like, oh like, my god, she she was on the other side of the hot tub, so maybe four feet away from this bear leaning against the hot yeah. tub, and was like, holy fuck, and like waited for it to take a few more steps and then like slowly retreated and like walked backwards inside. Yeah. And then we went out with like pots and pans like bing bing bing. But like <laughs> bears literally get hot tub get in hot tubs <laughs> yeah. in North Van. Like they do there's pictures or, of like, people pools. like taking pictures in their backyard it, and there's a bear in their hot tub. So she was like give it like another five minutes it would have been in there with Oh me. yeah. They're like having a marg. <laughs> Margarita with the Catching bear. Catching up. But yeah so it is I mean Gays and transes and bears. Very close. One other bear story, though, <laughs> before we just KO this. Yeah. I, when I lived in Ottawa, I was, I think, like, the East has bears, uh-huh. but I don't think they're, like, especially in Ottawa, they're not, like, a We also thing. have cougars, which are, like, actually oh scary. Oh, my God. Cougars? I'm scared Me of cougars. Me too. If they, and we have a if, lot of them. If you see a cougar, they've been following you for, like, ten minutes. And, and they're already dead. And you're gonna die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just me, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. So Confirmed. I don't know if they don't have bears or like they're just not really like in Ottawa or like mm-hmm. Toronto, like the cities. But I was telling them that we just like have bears and they're like chill yeah. and casual. And I came home for like Christmas or something and I was at my best friend's parents' house and right. we were like having wine in their wine cellar. And then I walked home at like two in the morning mm-hmm. and I was listening to my like iPod. Yeah. And I had my headphones in and I was walking literally like three houses from my house. Yeah. I was walking with my head down and I was passing my neighbor's car that was parked on the street. <laughs> and I walk past the car and suddenly I'm like, okay, there's something in like, like my peripherals. 
and I turn and directly across the car, like four feet away, a bear is just eating something and like literally stops and looks up at me. And I was like, oh, and I just kind of backed away took a photo like with flash no you didn't and then just kept you did not i was like i'm ready to die with a flash just let's see if i can piss this fucker off and then i like tweeted the picture and i was like i told you guys like this is how you know you're back in north van you needed that tweet you needed it well on that note thank you all so much for listening uh wherever you're listening please make sure to subscribe or follow whether that's on soundcloud apple podcast itunes wherever it may be usually there's some sort of function and we really really appreciate it if you follow or subscribe it really helps us out it's just a simple click and it means a lot uh so thanks for doing that and also make sure to follow us on twitter i can explain pod and on instagram at i can explain podcast and if you want to see what we look like in real life you can follow sean at sean.lusk or myself at brian williamson on instagram and we will oh my god (laughs) (laughs) sean was having a nap I was stretching. I was so far away. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. And we will see you around around the game. I was gonna stretch in.